Welcome to the final episode of our first season of Access Tomorrow. And today I'm thrilled because I have with me Andrew Torrey, who is Visa's regional president for Central Europe, Middle East and Africa. Not only Andrew is my boss, but he's also someone who knows our region very well and has been going around and has a very different perspective and a very interesting one around the future of digital payment in North Africa, Levant and Pakistan. So Andrew, thank you for being with Layla, us today. it is really, really great to be here with you. So Andrew, you and I have been going around. Uh, we've been from Pakistan to Iraq to Morocco, Jordan, all of these countries. Yeah. And we've been meeting our clients, our partners, startups, our colleagues, uh, but also consumers uh, all across. Um, I'd like to hear from you, what are the top three observations that you had from going around those markets that you think have shaped your perspective on digital payments specifically for North Africa, Levant, and Pakistan? It's a, it is such a vibrant and exciting region. What's hard is, you know, you boil it down to the top three. It is hard to <laughs> boil the top three things down across such a dynamic and diverse region. But I, I would say three things come to mind. Um, one is three things, I'll say them. One is the pace of change. Uh, the second thing is around the opportunity. And then the third thing is you were mentioning you know, consumers and fintechs, et cetera, it is the ecosystem. So the, the pace of change is really, really accelerating. You can look at it in a number of dimensions. You can look at, you know, we had talked, um, you know, when we went to Egypt, we had seen um, what the Egyptians had done, you know, to really push contactless there uh, with, with small merchant acceptance. We went from 19 to about 2% or so of transactions in the region were contactless. Now they're 34%. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, pace of change uh, rapid and, and people are adopting. Uh, you know, you can say the same thing around, um, you know, when we were in Iraq, you see, you know, uh, digital wallets and, and digital issuance, and that's a, that's a massive market, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you look uh, at the number of Iraqis, I think only um, 19 or 20% even have a, a financial account. And we see by, you know, you fast forward by 2027 or so, we'll have more than half uh, on. So you know, really, really uh, big pace of change. Um, the, you know, it, more broadly, um, you know, the opportunity is still enormous. It, yes. it is enormous across the region. Everywhere we go, there's, you know, there's massive opportunity, uh, and which is great. Um, and then I think the, the third thing, which is really important, is around the ecosystem mm. itself, right? Um, you know, the more we broaden the ecosystem, our business is about creating an ecosystem. Uh, payments has become more and more complex, so we need more players. And so we've worked, I think, about 50 fintechs. Uh, we'll probably, I'm sure, touch on governments. I think governments um, are a huge impetus and a really important part of the ecosystem to be able to, to digitize and support and provide better citizen services. So, you know, at a macro level, I think those, those three things are kind of, you know, dominating. It's interesting that um, all of these are really around... Um, something that is really our purpose, right? And it's, yeah. it's how we uh, develop those markets and develop those economies and help those economies really thrive, uh, especially in those probably not so good times, I would say, from a macroeconomic perspective, yeah. but we still see the opportunities. Um, let's go back to some of the trends. Uh, I mean, we talked about the influence of fintechs, mm -hmm. um, Artificial intelligence is mm -hmm. now emerging mm -hmm. very, very rapidly, talking about pace of change again. Yep. And regulation is uh, uh, 
is also evolving yep. uh, in many of those markets. So how do you see those factors really shaping the future of payments? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot there, right? You know, I, I would say at our heart, we're a technology company. Uh, you know this well, you came from Microsoft. Um, so all of those factors at play. When I talked about, um, you know, contactless and virtual issuance, um, you know, us with our new Cloud Connect solution, and there are others um, uh, out there as well, and Visa Acceptance Cloud, uh, you know, the technology to be able to virtually issue a credential um, without any plastic, and on the other side, if you think about balancing the ecosystem, to be able to virtually issue or uh, put a, a soft POS machine on. Yeah. So, you know, those radically expand um, the number of nodes on our network, which are great. So, yes, we have a lot of fintechs that are helping to bring these and working within our traditional ecosystem. You touched on AI. People talk about AI back in the day called machine learning and then neural networks, but it's the ability um, when we see each 16 digit card number come across our network we give the issuer a score of 100 to zero, which really says, how likely is it, if it's my 16 digit number, mm. how likely is Andrew Tory to be in Cairo today, um, you know, at Abu Tariq buying lunch for you, which, <laughs> which we did. Um, and it knows me pretty well and it says, yes, this is something Andrew would be, would be doing. So that was an early form of AI. We've evolved it, as you know, over time. We have something called Smarter Stip, which I think is a really great example of you know, a problem if any of our issuers are unable to um, respond to an authorization, we used to step in in the old way where the issuer would give us their rules and we would get up 35% authorizations when the issuer is up at like 87, 88, which has a real impact on consumers. Now we've watched it and now we can mimic exactly wow. what the issuer does, right? So there's another form of artificial intelligence. And then, you know, I'm sure we're going to you know, at some point spend some time about how that's going to radically change uh, commerce. And I'll, uh, and I'll probably talk about that later. But I think, um, yeah. you know, one of the things that you talked about impact and sellers, uh, it's hard for sellers um, to get known. You have these huge tech platforms, but, um, you know, they're going to be able to more easily reach consumers. It'll be, AI will level, I think, the playing field for them. Uh, and it'll also be able to bring in um, better things around logistics and pricing for small and micro businesses. So, you know, it's a super exciting time yeah. out there. It's always exciting when we, are, uh, when we talk about those small and medium businesses because they really represent the economies that we absolutely, live in. Absolutely, absolutely. And by helping them be better, I think we're helping the entire economy uh, and serving the governments uh, that we Absolutely. are, that we're operating Absolutely. in. Uh, we also know that, um, and I mentioned it before, this has been also a year of difficult macroeconomic conditions. Um, a lot of natural disasters happened in this region as well. Uh, and still, we see opportunities and we see this rapid pace of change. Yeah. So. Within this whole context, what do you think we should do more of as an ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many things we should do more of. I just, I just want to touch on, yeah, there's been, there's been a lot, you know, unfortunately for a, a variety of global re reasons, there's been certainly some, some difficulties with some of the economies uh, in the region. Uh, yet they're weathering it really well, um, which, I, which I think is, is great. I should also just mention, you know, Libya and Morocco, tragic, tragic. And what we should all be doing more of is, you know, some of the things we're doing right now, we've, we've leaned in with our foundation, you know, we're immediately 
giving support to uh, the communities out there, which, which I think is a wonderful thing. We've seen so much of that happen uh, across the globe. Um, you know, what we should be doing more of, I think, is, um, you know, let's just let's just stick to like some of the things you talked about. I think, you know, one of the most important things is governments still do um, work and drive a lot of the agenda. You're right. They've got a digitization agenda, which we agree with, right, uh, which, which is great. I always think one of the best things uh, we can get when we work with governments is them also leading on it, being able to, you know, disperse money electronically, accept electronic payments, um, which is a great way to really accelerate financial inclusion. So there, there is that convening power that they have. Um, we know uh, that also, um, you know, economically, macroeconomically, there's a huge benefit from digitization, from yeah. commerce, right? If you if you think about it, you know, when you digitize a small merchant and they reach more customers and they get more money, you know, it, it flows downward. They they buy more things from suppliers. So that's why we're also really focused on the micro and small enterprises. Um, you know, we had a we said we were going to digitize 500 million. We started that in 2021. There's there's been huge progress there, and we're seeing that uh, across the economy. So I think. You know, despite the challenges, the economic resilience that we're working with and building are just are hugely important and will pay off. Yeah, for sure. You you mentioned in Iraq that probably so the the low banking rate that is today and that in the next twenty years that's probably going to double the yeah. people who are who are financially included. I think a lot of this is coming because this is a very large young generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the composition of the society. Exactly. A lot of Gen Zs, right? And we know the younger Gen Z is today 12 years old, and the older is 26, 26. years old. Um, and they're starting to get into the, 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 into life, right? Absolutely. And, uh, it, and you have two daughters that are Gen Zs. <laughs> Smack in the middle of the Gen Zs. I yeah. think you have one that's I a Gen Z. I have one who's yeah. a Gen Z, that's right. So I'm interested to know how, what, I mean, um, from your experience with your daughters or with other Gen Zs, how do you think uh, this generation is going to shape the future of payments? Massively, massively. I mean, we all talk about their natively digital and they do everything, but the, the similarities, I mean, the, the the differences are stark. So um, I was going to uh, a restaurant with my daughters, but it was a it was a takeout one. My initial reaction, which I think I've traveled with you too, is <laughs> to go up front. I wanted to see what the food was and order. At the same time I was doing that, my daughters scanned a QR code, uh, had already ordered, and they said, "Dad, what do you want?" And I was like, "Well, I, I want to talk to the person with the food." Um, but uh, but it, but it is natively and inherently digital. Um, you know, uh, North Africa, Levant, and Pakistan, you know, Africa more broadly, um, you've got this huge boom of them. Um, and what you start to see different from, from other cohorts is, you know, our generation and others that the peak spending, the peak borrowing start, starts to drop. So Gen Z's are a huge growth segment. Um, they're different. Uh, we know that, um, we know that 58% of them are, they're, by the way, they're getting financial information, about 26% of them um, have some type of loan product or a credit oh, wow. product, uh, and they're getting their information, 58% of them get their information from TikTok. So um, it tells you where we need to be with them. And the other thing I'll say, which is fascinating about them, is 
you know, because they've been uh, natively digital their whole lives and they've been on platforms, they're constantly fed relevant content, yeah. right? And they're used to it and they have an expectation about getting really interesting, relevant content, whereas other generations haven't. They've had to go out and search for it. So it gives us this massive opportunity to collectively um, meet them where they are and drive relevant content digitally. So, so it's a huge opportunity. We have to all think about, about doing that with them. There was a, and you'll know this really well, we did um, something in Egypt uh, with Bank Miser, with, yes. a, with a hip hop band, the Shamoofers. Um, and, I, and I haven't done this trek and I want to from Cairo up to the North Coast in the summer, but it was a really relevant play with a hip hop song about the road trip and buying things along the way that everyone could relate to. And I think it's gotten about 70 million yes. uh, views. So it's the power, and a lot of them come from this, this demographic yes. as well. So it just shows you that, that they're digital, they're out there, and the power of being able to reach them with content yeah. that's relevant. I think it's uh, definitely an exciting opportunity, not only for us at Visa, but for the entire payment ecosystem and commerce ecosystem exactly. across this region. And uh, uh, I definitely learn from my daughter every day. We all do. Yes. <laughs> and um, she, she doesn't only give me news, um, um, but she also gives me some uh, uh, financial and uh, music recommendations all the time. Exactly. Uh, so going back to, to also the demographic of this region, I mean, uh, we know that um, in times of uh, tough macroeconomic conditions, uh, we see more and more um, women getting into the... Uh, the workforce, right? Because yep. you need to make ends meet, and absolutely, and you need to to have m uh, an additional income in the house, um, and this is a big purpose for Visa as well. I mean, us as Visa, we've been doing a lot uh, for including everyone everywhere. Um, so, uh, how do you think we can advance more financial inclusion uh, in the payment uh, in the payment industry? And, and how do you see that purpose that we have of uplifting everyone mm. everywhere is actually harnessing the power that a woman can bring in the society? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. I mean, you, I think you know we made a foundation grant with Women's World Banking because we understood we were way too skewed and, and too biased as an industry collectively uh, towards marketing to men. Um, so even understanding the role women play in households, which is very, very significant, um, uh, certainly uh, you know, higher propensity to do the saving and, and, and investing in education, uh, they have different needs um, and, we need to, and we need to be able to you know, bring them in and, and provide services for them. So I think that's one really important thing we're all, we're all getting better at. Uh, the you know the other thing um, is around small and micro businesses yes. right so we've got this this um, platform which you know really well because you've sponsored it and you've rolled it out called She's Next um, which is um, a program we have for for um, female entrepreneurs women entrepreneurs um, that are are just starting businesses or trying to grow and scale their businesses uh, and we provide mentoring we provide coaching we provide financing. We've done, um, I think, a couple in the region, a couple country editions, Morocco and Egypt, if I'm not mistaken. And we're, I know you, you're going to roll it out to every country <laughs> yes. as possible because it's such a great, great thing. Um, 
And, uh, you know, you and I were in uh, Morocco a few months ago and we had the privilege of seeing, you know, one of the one of the women who had participated in the program, um, Neo, uh, the firms Naoli and Maryam. Maryam. Yeah. Um, and we saw the impact she was having. So she had this platform for those of you who were not on the trip with us. <laughs> we were in Marrakesh. She has a platform to really not just her business, but she was championing and pulling other uh, artisans along, so female-owned artisans, and we got to see them working um, and educating and training, but their final goods were not limited to the people in the market in Marrakesh. They were opened to uh, through her online platform to the whole world, right? So we've got 4.2 billion Visa cards out there. Um, so she was basically allowing them to sell their goods on a global market. So um, it, it's again that um, the the catalyst effect of you know supporting and, and pulling others in. So that's just one example of, of a program yeah. that's just fantastic. It was it was amazing to go to this market actually, uh, yes. and I know you love doing this and and going and and, and seeing real action and, and and how things are done. But it was amazing to see those women who have such a traditional business. Yep. From one side, how they are preserving yep. traditions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was this lady who was knitting this carpet with her hands and her feet. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. It was and incredible. this is a, a method that has disappeared. Exactly. And so they're keeping those traditions. Uh, but also we are digitizing them and helping them exactly. reach the globe. So Yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it was that. And then, it, you know, there was the, the one that really struck me as well. Because you see a lot of these... Um, traditional um, crafts and artisan skills just falling by the wayside. Um, and then we sat and there was that one table where there were some of the older women yeah. bringing in some of the younger women uh, and training them. And it's just, it's wonderful to be able to see that and know that there's, there's economic prosperity behind that if yes, you go into exactly. that. So. so let's look into the future. Uh -huh. As we conclude now, uh, so imagine we're on a trip again. Yeah, we've, we've been we, on trips. Yeah, we, we love going on trips together. You're buying a coffee. You're in Cairo or mm -hmm. in Karachi or in Casablanca. What would that payment experience look like? I, I have a dream. I have. I have. So <laughs> so you and I have traveled. Um, for those of you who don't know, Layla also likes loves coffee and actually loves exercise in the morning. And, you know, when we were in, in Marrakesh, the, the first things I want to do in the morning is before I go out and meet clients is I want to have a run and I want to have a coffee. And I think this, this is going to be radically different. So in the, in the Marrakesh example from uh, a few months ago, I had to kind of map a route. Um, I, there's things I wanted to see on that route. I wanted to go down nice streets and see interesting things, see life, right? Uh, not get run over, and then and then I would always have to default to going back and getting a coffee. Is going to prompt me. It's going to say, "All right, Andrew wants to do a 30-minute run." It's going to prompt me. It's going to give me an alarm, wake me up at this time. It is going to um, map my running route. It is knows the kind of coffee I want, right? Um, you know, I want a French press, and I want this type of bean. It's going to have me end that run at a coffee shop where it's ordered it for me and it's gonna know the time to order it where I am on my run and the pace I'm running. So it's hot. This is a dream that's gonna happen, I promise you. And then um, you know, I'm not gonna to have to have anything on me because I'm gonna get biometrically authenticated. So then I can sip my coffee as I'm walking back to the hotel, take a shower and then come down and, and meet a client. But that is the reality. It's going to be um, AI based. It is going to be uh, embedded in my daily routine and then I'll be biometrically authenticated. Yeah. 
five, think, five years, you and I, I are, think, we're, we're doing that run. I think this is coming. I think yeah. this is coming. And I know that uh, we have big ambitions to make this happen as well. Andrew, it was great to have you. Thank you. Thank it was you wonderful very to much. be here, Leila. And um, as usual, amazing perspectives on this region and the great opportunities I we have. I love the region. Thank, Thank you. you.